Welcome to Unapologetically Abundant Podcast. I'm your host, Petya Kolibová, that love coach who helps corporate women who have been pushed down and back due to traumatic relationship or childhood trauma in their past, which has caused them to see themselves not in a bright light that makes them people please and not show up the way they know they are capable of showing up. My mission is to help women who are on the path to heal from their past wounds, move through their limiting beliefs and internal blocks so they can guide other women through online coaching, which is that deep down what they are feeling they really want to do instead of sitting in their corporate job. Each week I will be offering an interview or an idea that will support you to leave behind what isn't serving you anymore and create a life filled with freedom, abundance, and purpose. No more hiding, no more waiting. The time to take care of yourself, to uplevel your life is now. Hello, hello, beautiful soul. Welcome to another episode of Unapologetically Abundant Podcast. And I gotta tell you, I am just finishing my day while my guest is starting his day. And for me, it's going to be such a sweet, beautiful, grounded ending of the day. Um, and I am really, really excited to bring you today's guest because before I even invited him in, he got to me as a recommendation as my beautiful from my beautiful friend who is a meditation teacher in Las Vegas. So just so you know, Tom, how big influence you have. And she told me that Tom would be such a perfect person to interview. So when I started to look at your work, I had to agree with her. The work you're putting into the world as a transformational coach and meditation teacher and really being the visionary and the leader. It's so beautiful and powerful. So I feel super honored to have you on today's show. Thank you and welcome. Uh, it's great to be here. Thanks for inviting me along. So before we dive into going deep into the conversation, I ask you a question and now you are going to see why uh, did I ask you. So how I love starting my podcast, like I mentioned to you, it's a little bit unusual. So what I do to start, it's a short guided visual meditation. So I'm wondering if you would be open not only to be giving and teaching, but to receive a short guided meditation from me. I'd love to receive that. I'm very open to receiving from the universe. So yes, absolutely. <laughs> love it. Beautiful. So just to start, gently close your eyes and start slowing down. Slowing down your breath, sinking in to this present moment because there is nowhere else to be and nothing else to do than just being right here and right now. Feeling your chest rising and falling, sinking with your heart and being open to listen to it whispers. And as you're sinking and relaxing into this present moment, your shoulders are dropping, your face is softening. And when you're feeling so relaxed that your mind, it's right here and right now, I would love for you to visualize 
a beautiful sunny day and your morning walk through the jungle to a beautiful waterfall in Bali. It's a beautiful crisp morning. You hear the birds, see the beautiful big butterflies of so many colors flying around. And you're enjoying your solitude, taking in the sunshine, the air, caressing your hair. And you're feeling so happy to be alive. And as you're walking to this waterfall, you notice there is a young family on the side who had the same idea as you to start a day refreshing. And there are two little boys running around, splashing the water. And it just brings so much joy into your heart. And when one of them splashes you a little bit, it runs to you because his parents say, you get to go apologize. As this little boy runs to you and say, I'm sorry, who are you? What is the one thing you would love this little boy to know? Not what do you do, but who you really are. What would you tell him? What would be your answer to him? Hmm. I'm your friend. Hmm. That's beautiful, beautiful answer, Tom. And I know that probably Bali, it's more tempting right now than sitting here in the interview, but I would love to slowly and gently bring you back to this room and to this interview. And only when you're ready, you can slowly open your eyes so we can keep rolling with this. How are you feeling? Let's get back to Bali. <laughs> <laughs> right? It's like, let's give the interview people I love you and let's go back to Bali. I know. Have you been to Bali before? Yeah, I run retreats there every year for 10 years. So oh, it's, a, wow. it's a big part of my life. And uh, it's something that... I've been there at least two or three times a year for many, many years. So for the last two years, I haven't been able to go to Bali. So um, it's been a, a place that's very dear to me that uh, I'm looking forward to going back and visiting. It's kind of like a part of my part of my life. And now I just realized it just like kind of clicked Australia and Bali. You're like such neighbors. Yeah, it's so close. Hours. For mm -hmm. us to fly from United States, it was a little bit longer, so mm -hmm. worth it. But it's for us, it's not just like, hey, let's fly for a weekend. You know, for us, we spend there almost a month when we flew. So yeah, that's how we make it worth it. But so beautiful. And I'm really willing that like we talked about before that everything is opening and, you know, grounding so we can really go back to the places that we really love. So um I, I mentioned I was looking at your account and it's so beautiful because you are sharing such a beautiful advice. And I know you were talking also a lot about anxiety. And I feel that anxiety, it's something that it's not just like for the stressed people right now. It's really in lives of so many of us because of what is happening out in the world. We are trying to micromanage everything. We are feeling out of control. So how are you noticing the anxiety these past couple of years? How did it affect your own personal life and business? 
Yeah, there's two things there. One is my own personal life and business. And secondly, what's happening in the world. So what's happening in the world is something that is uncharted territory for us as a human species. You know, this is a, we're a natural biological being, but we're trying to exist in a world that is quite unnatural now and becoming more and more so. Uh, we've also um, become a very cerebral world. So that means that we've become very um, head dominant. So pretty much most of our day is spent stimulating mental activity, podcasts, interviews, uh, news feeds, social media feeds, listening, reading, watching, uh, TV subscriptions. And so what that does is it creates a huge top heavy type of stimulation and activity and it, it makes us very ungrounded. And our, our root, that's our root chakra, uh, has become very ignored. And so we have, because of that, a great sense of um, imbalance of being very top heavy, which creates a very uh, hyper stimulated but unbalanced and ungrounded type of existence and it exacerbates anxiety. Uh, if you look at um, tribal cultures, they were very root uh, based that was they didn't have a lot of mental stimulation they sat around on the earth a lot they uh you know they they were very grounded in their existence so um we are seeing huge levels of anxiety in our world uh and it's something that our nervous systems are really struggling with that level of mental stimulation that leads to nervous system stimulation and there's ways to offset that there's definitely ways to reduce that uh meditation obviously plays a big big part in that and that's something that we need to um embrace and embody on a daily basis um, and in my personal life you know of course i have to really be aware of my own mental stimulation because uh you know i i do a lot of coaching now a lot of um content uh creation and a lot of my own reading and in absorbing of the information to be ahead of what's going on in the world so um making sure that i stay really grounded i spend a lot of time in nature i spend a lot of time meditating a lot of time with my family and doing things that um, help me stay very grounded and balanced through all of this. That is really powerful. And I love what you're saying, you know, because we are really in this age of information, right? To stay on the top of the things and keep learning, keep observing, uh, keep receiving information, right? Like we feel like, oh, it's a good thing because I'm listening to podcasts, I'm watching documentaries but it's all overstimulating. Like we disconnect from who we really are and we disconnect from the nature. And then no wonder we experience anxiety, depression, uh, isolation, and then also not being able to sleep, right? The, the insomnia, I love that you had a post about it because I'm like, wow, I used to always struggle with sleeping. Like, what is it? And it's funny because I limit like my technology before I go sleep, like, I don't watch anything. My husband snows and he was like, honey, are you still on your phone? Are you still answering messages? So sometimes I even like give him my phone. I'm like, please take it away because I feel like there's always like one email to send, one message to send. So I'm limiting that. However, I wanted to ask you as the expert, um, sometimes what I do is I listen to guided meditation. It really helps me fall asleep. And then I turn it off. You know, I usually, uh, when it finishes or like maybe one hour in, I wake up, turn it off, go to the bathroom and go to the sleep. And I feel like I sleep great. However, isn't it still like the information coming in, meaning the Bluetooth, the, the technology, even I could have it on like airplane mode, right? And have some meditations that I have downloaded. But what do you think about listening to guided meditation before sleep? 
I think it's about doing our research and finding out what works best for us. Um, the primary thing, I think it might be the post you're talking about that is the cause of insomnia is um, the ego's attachment to the world and the ego's need to be invested and engaged in the world. And it's not willing to shut up. It's not willing to stop the thinking process or some form of simulation. So what we can do through a more sustained and regulated meditation practice, particularly the deeper transcending styles of meditation, is to realize that we're not the thinking mind first and foremost. It's an apparatus that has been given a lot of free reign to do what it wants, and it will do what it wants, when it wants, which is thinking. But when we consciousness itself, which is Sakshikutasha, the silent witness, able to observe the mind and say, mind, this is not time for thinking and have some autonomy and, and sovereignty over the mind, then what happens is we have this capacity and it was a complete game changer for me because I was a, a crippled insomniac. And when I learned these deeper styles of meditation and started to realize that there's the thinking mind and then there's consciousness itself, this witness of the mind. And I'm the witnesser. I'm the, the knower, knowing the known, I'm the watcher of the mind. And then from that place, start to say, when it was time to go to sleep at night, okay, we're going to have emptiness of mind here. And I would literally fall asleep within seconds. It was mind boggling for me and for my partner. My wife was just like, wow, what's going on? Like it would normally take me two hours to fall asleep. But your body knows when it wants to sleep. Your body uh, has this incredible capacity to optimize and do what's right for you. It's just the ego, which is the mind, will disrupt that and wreak havoc on what's your health or wellness. And so being able to liberate ourselves from that disruptive force and to have complete sovereignty over the direction of the life we're going to live is to operate from that place. Um, but having a deep, powerful meditation is going to be the key because it's the, it's the portal, which we made the film, the portal. It's the portal through which we can actually access that silent witness. And then from there we have sovereignty. And that is so powerful. So could it be as easy as just going to the bed and when you're thinking million thoughts in a second to say, mind, right now it's not the time to think? Would Absolutely. It yeah, yeah. You can, you can definitely try that. It's as simple as that. I'm going to be doing it tonight and I'll let you know. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's beautiful, you know, because like you're absolutely right. It's the ego who is telling us like there is a fear of missing out. What if I don't answer? What if I don't show up? You know, how would it feel like if somebody doesn't respond to you? And the thing we really get to realize that there will be always another message to send, another message to reply, another email to respond. There will be always things to do. But if you don't take care of yourself, well, you don't have the energy for anything, right? Yeah, we compromise health and wellness all the time. You know, when we can have a carrot or a donut, we're just the natural inclination for any animal is to take the shortest path to pleasure. And so we will um, more often than not um, disregard what is the best path for us over the long term to take the shortest path that will give us greater pleasure. So that will be the best path for me will be to have eight hours of solid sleep, but that's not the most pleasurable path. The most pleasurable path is to stop watching Netflix and get sucked into a TV episode series that I'm going to watch five of them in a row. So the consequences of taking the short route to pleasure um, over taking the long path to wellness um, is usually the path that the ego will take. And we have to be more mindful of that. 
So powerful. So Tom, how do we transcend that instant gratification desire? Because we are living in a world that everything is instant, right? Like everything, it's so easily accessible that it makes us want to have that pleasure and right away. So how do you overcome that and really reconnect with what wellness and health could really feel like if you've been disconnected from it? It's a great question. Um, the, 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 really the ultimate way is to free ourselves of the ego. One of the great tenets or characteristics of the ego, there's four structures to the ego or four characteristics of the ego. One of them is that it desires pleasure. And uh, when we free ourselves from that ego structure and we experience ourselves as the sovereign being of source or self, a higher self, then we sustain this beautiful loving blissfulness and so we're now saturated in bliss which means that desire for pleasure starts to naturally just dissolve and we have the capacity to actually make conscious choices about how to sustain long-term levels of bliss and love as opposed to how to get that sweet sickly um, pleasure hit from you know whatever it might be netflix or instagram or having uh you know a bowl of ice cream you become much more sovereign in the decisions you make knowing that i'm not making this decision to get pleasure because i'm already saturated in bliss because i'm in my sovereign state of what it, of my of spirit or soul or or beingness we call it mm. so that's the long-term investment it takes a while to really stabilize that and so we have to make a commitment to um to embody and to be that absolute truth of who we are and of course we'll oscillate backwards and forwards sometimes i'll be fully in my ego and it's just like just scrolling through instagram feeds because it's pleasurable so it's like whoa ego look at you you're taking over my life again i have to be aware of the difference between what's egoic tendencies and what's coming from my state of sovereignty my state of being mm, that's beautiful tom because it's what i'm hearing it's just being aware and observing instead of judging to say like, That's oh, right. I'm failure and I'm doing it again. And why even try, right? It's like, oh, ego, we're doing this again. So um, that's beautiful because it's we can be so hard on ourselves. We overcome it, overdo things. And then we are like, well, I cannot sustain this. So I absolutely love how you said that, you know, how to sustain long lasting bliss in your life. Like who wouldn't sign up for that? So what are some of the things that are non-negotiable for you so you can sustain that long-lasting bliss in your life? Yeah, it's, it's really not that complex how to be really uh, healthy and um, sustaining levels of blissful lovingness. Um, we need to meditate every day because we need to get out of the mind. We need to transcend and free ourselves of the ego. Now, I, I just so just to clarify, I still have ego. I still have thinking mind. I still have feeling body emotions. Um, so there's still ego presence in my being, and I still have the the challenges that come with having an ego. Um, but definitely meditating makes a big difference. Hydrating, lots of uh, you know purified water is really critical for our health and wellness. Eating as much um, pure and live and healthy foods is is really simple. Uh, exercising, so we need to be have a good cardiovascular movement so that we can you know get the blood moving through our body and sweat um stretching so that our muscles don't contract and put pressure on our joints and that we've got um yoga or a stretching routine happening on a regular basis um for me sweating i do saunas two or three times a week 
um, to help detoxify my body. You know, these are sort of like standard go-tos for me. They're not that complex. It's just part of what it is to, to live a healthy and wholesome life. And from that, you know, once you've got that as your foundation, you can have your flexibilities. You know, I still eat some ice cream. I still have burgers. I still, you know, will have a pizza. So it's not like um, I'm just eating, you know, carrots and lettuce all day long um, and, you know, meditating for 10 hours. You know, I've got a family and I live in the world. But when I've got my foundation of my health and wellness program, that allows me with that foundation to actually build layers of other things on top of that that allow me to have some some flexibility. Mm, that's amazing, Tom. And like I said, what I really love about um, your way of teaching, it's, it's very profound, it's very effective, and it's not hard and complex. I mean, it can be hard, you know, build the foundation and do the things. It's like, oh yeah, I know I get to exercise and eat well and drink water. Well, are you really doing that, right? So it's really about building that foundation so my last question tom is for the one who is listening right now and they're still feeling you know so much stress of the world on their shoulders they spend a lot of time in their head because maybe they have a family they have a business to run the team to run what is the one thing you want them to know that all of our challenges no matter how hard they are they're not happening to us they're happening for us there's a process unfolding it's a very powerful process of evolution and it's going to be unfolding for eternity and it's all in the process to support and and help us grow help us evolve help us become more aware and less ignorant and so no matter what the challenge is just take some time out and start to ask yourself not why is this happening to me but why is this happening for me? And how is this supporting me in some way, shape or form within this experience? There's something supportive and evolutionary that is guiding me. It might not be what I want to happen, but it's what needs to happen. <clears throat> and when we have that perspective, it changes our relationship to that experience. We tend to move through it a lot more easily. Mm, that is really, really powerful reminder because no matter what we are going through, we can evolve and grow through it instead of being the victim. And really it's about the perspective, perspective of what is happening in our life. So love it so much. Tom, uh, I connected with you on Instagram and that's my favorite place to hang out. But do you have any other favorite places where people can find you, connect with you? Yeah, Instagram is, <clears throat> excuse me, the big place where I like to hang out as well. Um, but they can find me on my website, tomcronin.com. And if they want to watch the portal film, they can see that at entertheportal.com as well. And I already sent my husband the link. I was like, we get to watch the movie together. So I'm not going to do it tonight before bed, uh, but we'll be definitely watching it. Thank you so much, Tom, for the amazing work you are creating in the world. And I'm excited for Bali to open so we can go back and experience it again. <laughs> yeah, we'll maybe see you at Clear Cafe in a wood one day. Thank you.